to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Fibroids affect up to 70 to 80% of women, and they can cause pain with menstruation, bleeding, infertility, uh, and even bleeding in menopause. So knowing how to prevent them and how to make them shrink is so, so important. And today we're going to cover an important link between fibroids and stress, whether stress and anxiety can cause fibroids or make them grow. So welcome to the Wild Wisdom Show, hosted by a medical doctor with a different spin on women's health. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia Mills, and I love taking complicated science and breaking it down into easy to understand information and actionable strategies that you can start implementing right away for immediate results. And thank you for joining me today. If you're joining me live, please put in your name in your chat so I can give you a shout out and say hello. And today we're going to be covering can stress and anxiety cause fibroids? And so what's really interesting is that the uh, pathway of fibroids growing, uh, so the fibroid is a growth of the muscle in the uterus. So the muscle in the uterus is growing and it's, co- it's growing into a mass. And it's actually uh, considered to be a benign tumor in that it is uh, cancerous growth. It arises from a single cell that is now multiplying in a way that it shouldn't, but it's called benign because it doesn't spread to other body parts or in other words, metastasize. And it's usually the metastasis of cancers that end up causing death. So a fibroid is a tumor that will not cause death, so it's benign. However, in many women, it does cause suffering, particularly with uh, painful menstruation and cramping during your menstruation. Um, It can become large enough to get in the way of pregnancy if it grows into the uterus. Uh, It can press on the bladder and cause problems with continence, like wanting to go to the bathroom more often or too often. And although they tend to shrink in menopause, sometimes they can actually grow in menopause and can be a source of abnormal bleeding in menopause when you're not expecting to be menstruating. So clearly, it's important to either prevent fibroids, and if you have them, learn every single tool in the toolbox to treat them or cause them to shrink. And what is actually fascinating is that there is research proving that stress and anxiety can cause fibroids and can cause them to grow. And I'm not only going to talk about how that can happen, I'm also going to teach you a way to reduce your stress and anxiety with a very, very small investment of your time, and it's free. So we're going to be covering that towards the end. So stick through to the end to find out what that is. So the link between stress and uh, fibroids, stress, anxiety, and fibroids is through 
this enzyme that I have been talking a lot about in the last few episodes when we've been covering fibroids in very in a lot of depth. And if you're watching this um, on YouTube, you'll want to go to the uh, playlist fibroids to catch all of the uh, episodes I've covered. And we've talked about all the many causes of fibroids. Uh, we've talked about dietary changes. We've talked about supplements, detoxification. And if I didn't talk about stress and anxiety, I wouldn't be providing you with a complete picture of the situation. And you might find yourself focusing on your nutrition and your supplements and your detoxification. However, if you don't address the stress part, you may find that you don't get the results that you want. So how is it that stress can cause a fibroid to grow? It seems so counterintuitive and that it wouldn't be possible. However, what you need to understand is that chronic stress, the kind of stress that is experienced from day in and day out, uh, modern lifestyle. Um, So many of us are under chronic stress. And we're going to talk about how how we can deal with this. We obviously can't cut out certain things from our lifestyle, like commuting to the, to work, raising children in today's modern environment, um, working in a, in a busy office, owning your own business, caring for family, caring for yourself. All of those things cause a daily stress. And in the old days, you know, about a few centuries ago, the stress that we had was very minimal compared to now. If you think about it, we had to hunt and gather, and that was done in a tribe setting with a lot of support. Um, you did have the occasional high levels of stress when you were being run, you know, chased by a cyber-toothed tiger, um, but that that would stop and your stress would settle and you would go back to your usual hunting, hunting and gathering low-level, healthy levels of stress. And these days, we are all exposed to daily stress from the time that our alarm clock goes off in the morning and wakes us up with a jolt, you know, aggravating our stress response all the way through to, um, you know, when we're going to bed at night, maybe you're watching that evening news and that's aggravating our stress as well. So what happens is that stress causes the hormone cortisol to be released by the adrenal glands and a little bit of cortisol at the right time of day is important and healthy, but too much cortisol throughout the day causes over time inflammation in the body. And that's been proven. There is absolutely no doubt that chronic stress causes inflammation. You can actually measure that inflammation using blood work and markers like high sensitivity or HS, CRP, C-reactive protein, interleukin-6. There's been many studies done on this. So that is actually not uh, um, controversial in any way. And what's interesting is that even more recently, Research has shown that that inflammation, all of those um, molecules in the blood that are released as a result of inflammation occurring with that daily stress causing cortisol hormone to be released, all of those molecules go into the tissues and they stimulate the tissues. And in the case of the fibroid, they stimulate the tissue in the fibroid to turn testosterone into estrogen. So We have hormones throughout the body, and there are many tissues in our body that are able to make hormones. The major hormone-producing centers of our body are the ovaries in women and the testes in men. And what happens is that 
in other tissues, that ability to make hormones is decreased and in many cases turned off. So for example, in the normal muscle of the uterus, the normal muscle of the uterus, that it is not a fibroid muscle, but it's a regular muscle, that muscle cannot um, turn testosterone into estrogen. That muscle cannot make estrogen. But for reasons that we don't quite understand, the uh, muscle in the fibroid can and does turn testosterone into estrogen. So it makes estrogen. And it's that estrogen that's driving the growth of the fibroid. And it's a particular um, enzyme in the tissue. An enzyme is a fancy word for a protein that, that has a function in the tissue. So this enzyme protein called aromatase um, it's the one, it's the protein that in the ovaries turns testosterone into estrogen, and that's where we want the estrogen to be. But in the case of a fibroid, for reasons we don't understand, that aromatase activity gets turned on and turned up, and we start getting way more estrogen in that fibroid tissue, and that stimulates the fibroid growth. So everything we can do to turn down that aromatase activity in the fibroid muscle will be very important for decreasing and shrinking the size of our fibroid. So <clears throat> inflammation is one of the things that turns aromatase activity on and turns it up. So inflammation from your diet, from toxins, and from stress and anxiety can turn up the activity of that aromatase enzyme, causing more estrogen to be found in the body and in the tissues, particularly the fibroid tissue. And the same, by the way, has been found in endometriosis tissue and in breast cancer tissue. So what I'm talking about here isn't just relevant to fibroids, it's relevant to these other conditions as well. So really worth getting to know. So when we talk about <clears throat> chronic stress increasing inflammation, which can then increase aromatase activity, which then increases estrogen levels in tissues like the fibroid, the next question you might be say, asking me is, well, Dr. Patricia, you know, I can't quit my job. I can't learn how to, um, you know, um, meditate and I don't have time to meditate in the day. It's too much time for me. I don't enjoy it. Um, I can't, you know, not have the children that I have in my life. I love them and I know it's stressful to be a parent um, and I can't not be a parent. So what do I do then for my stress levels, right? Or maybe I'm taking care of loved ones, they're aging, you know, I'm, I'm uh, retired, but I have a massive to-do list and I don't want to not do that. So what can I do to reduce my stress levels? And there actually is a really, really great way to reduce your stress levels with only five minutes a day, okay? And so the study that was done on this, it was a study done by the Huberman Labs, and it looks at the, um, the associate, oh, sorry, the associate, sorry, I'm actually gonna backtrack a little bit. First, we're gonna talk about research that proves that stress causes fibroids because you could be saying to me, well, Dr. Patricia, why is it like, you know, you're telling me that stress causes inflammation, which then causes aromatase activity, which then worsens estrogen, which then worsens fibroids. But is there actually research that proves that this happens? And the answer is yes. There was a study that was published in 2010 and it was called 
the association between self-reported major life events and the presence of uterine fibroids. And they actually divided the um, stress levels of these women based on their past history of major life events. What are major life events? Well, the death of a loved one being uh, physically or mentally abused, those are all major life events. And um, the woman, of course, got to say what was a major life event for her. And there was also a questionnaire to tease that out because some women don't realize that major life events um, can be stressful and they may not mentally realize it, but they physically realize it. So as the stress is happening, the body is getting drained of its resources. And so questionnaires are really important for that. And they found that the higher levels of stress with the more self-reported major life events, the woman had more fibroids. So they had and uh, they were more likely to get a fibroid and the number of fibroids was um, likely to be higher. So that was a very fascinating study where researchers were aware about this potential link between stress and fibroids and then actually did a study in humans to prove that this has a long-term consequence. So uh, if you're wondering about whether or not this is relevant, it is relevant and this study proves it. So um, I hope that this Found this uh, you find this helpful, and this was published in the Women's Health Issues Journal. So then, getting back to what can we do about the stress? So you 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 know you have the daily stress, you have your major life events in the past. What can you do to reduce that inflammation and all the molecules of inflammation that would then trigger that uh, aromatase enzyme? And it's through the use of a simple five minute daily practice proven to reduce stress. So What's really neat about research is that if you have a question, um, if you know how to look for it, you're going to find the answer. The key is to know um, what to look for and how to sift through all of the research to find the good quality research. And one very good quality research showing that a simple five-minute breathwork practice done every day can reduce research was done by the Huberman Labs, published in 2023, so it's hot off the press. And this was a randomized controlled trial of humans studying the effects of three different daily five-minute meditations, uh, sorry, breathwork exercises compared to um, doing a mindful mindfulness meditation practice for that same five minutes over the duration of one month. And the five different breathwork that they examined was cyclic sighing, um, box breathing, and cyclic hyperventilation with retention. So the cyclic sighing is when you breathe in, but you breathe out longer. So, okay, so that's cyclic sighing. Box breathing is when you breathe in the same amount of time that you hold your breath and then the same amount of time that you breathe out and then the same amount of time that you hold your breath again. So that's box breathing. And the third one is cyclic hyperventilation where you have longer inhalations and shorter exhalations. So that's a cyclic hyperventilation. And what they found was that that at one month time, so in just one month, the cyclic sighing, when they were looking at mood, anxiety, and the nervous system stress, and for that, they looked at heart rate, breath rate, and heart rate variability. Heart rate variability shows um, basically researchers uh, whether or not you're in a state of fight or flight, like stress, or relaxation, rest and digest. 
And what they found is that the cyclic sighing showed the most benefits of all three breath work, even compared to five minutes of mindfulness meditation. So again, that cyclic sighing is in and then exhalation out longer. And I can tell you that that's very relaxing, having just done one of those. So what you do is, if you want to reduce your stress and anxiety for free, using only five minutes of your time a day to decrease your potential risk of not only fibroids, but also endometriosis and breast cancer and other stress-related conditions, which are numerous, like Alzheimer's and diabetes and other kinds of cancer, you can do the five minutes a day, cyclic sighing, inhalation followed by a longer exhalation proven by research at the Huberman Labs to decrease um, you know, stress and anxiety, improve mood, and improve those body parameters indicating that whether or not you are stressed. So the take-home message today is that, yes, stress can cause and worsen fibroids because of the effects of the increased inflammation that is as a result of that chronic daily stress. And that happens through the effects on the aromatase enzyme, which when activated, uh, converts testosterone into estrogen, and that, that excess estrogen starts to drive the growth of your fibroids. And research shows that daily five-minute breath work of cyclic sighing, inhalation followed by a longer exhalation, has been shown to decrease stress. And this could be, as a result, an important tool in your toolbox for preventing and managing fibroids. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, or night, depending on when you catch this. And if you enjoyed this, please feel free to save, subscribe, and share with someone or people that you know of who could benefit from root cause solutions for their health concerns. I look forward to seeing you next week in the next Wild Wisdom show, and I'll see you later. Bye now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe. And please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. 